Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big father. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074-994-3165. Or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. And maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is the Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Do you have to press play? Yeah. Well, yeah. help. Oh, there we go. You want to turn your phone on silent, mate? We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Can't look at you straight this morning. Maybe it's because we're both overtired. Called you, big fella. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. You get excited over them kind of things often? No, but like I said, you should see my news feed. Holy. Giant Scott cooking show. <laughs> Loving what you guys are doing with the podcast. That's what our podcast is all about. Mates helping mates, and anyone can come share their story. Yeah, our ultimate goal from this podcast is to help people. You've got the black dog there. Download the podcast. Listen to two blokes talking shit, sharing stories. People to come on and have a chat to us and tell us their story and how they got through everything and what what did they use to help themselves. And hopefully people can jump on and they can utilise this platform to listen to and maybe take some tips off other people that are going gone through similar situations to them. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. Welcome to Scott and Jason. Mates Helping Mates Podcast. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show. It is the Mates Helping Mates Podcast. Morning, Jai. Morning, mate. How are you? Great. For uh, January... January the 1st, 2024. Can't first. screw that up. Today's not the 1st. No, it's not. It's the 14th, sorry. You're 14th cooked. of the 1st, uh, 2024. Uh, what's happening today? Uh, in Today is uh, National Dress Up Your Pet Day. So on our Facebook story, there's a photo of the dog dressed as Batman. 
Oh, I'll um, dress you up later, I guess. Hey, big fella. I get it. <laughs> um, today is also National Organise your, your House Day. Take a missionary to lunch day. Uh, National, National Sunday Supper Day. I'll come back to that one, actually. Uh, National Caesarean Section Day. So shout out to all those who have had a caesarean, a that's, baby, via that's caesarean. Cut down there. Not down the middle, yeah, across like, the yeah. across the gut, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the National Sunday Supper Day, um, it's about inviting mates over uh, for supper, and, or tea and tea and scones, tea and bickies, um, and chicken on your mates. What do we live in London? Oh, look, I don't know. I just pre-read uh, pre-read that before we jumped on. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> I don't mean to have a go at you like that. I was... Uh, you want to come over for a cup of tea and a scone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cracked me up. You know what else is exciting about today? What's that? We finally have a new computer system. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Uh, so in case I'm away for the at any time, people can come in and take over. Mm. You want to take bets on, see if we can screw it up? Oh, yeah, I reckon you will. You reckon? No. I even have, uh, for those watching on Facebook... A cheat sheet. I've got the cheat sheet just in case I um, screw it up. But, uh, yeah. So, let's... A uh, couple of things uh, today. Um, we're going to get to some news of the week. Uh, where we found a funny news story uh, to share with everybody. Mm. It normally does involve... Um, we're going to get into the feedback line. We've got a bit of feedback uh, for last week. Um, really? Yeah. And, uh, really? Really? Uh, I'm sure we have. We can find a situation to share with everybody. And, of course, we have the State of the Nation and uh, what's on your mind. And we chat about what's going on last week, this week, whichever you want. Seemed a bit quiet today, big fella. Yeah, I was, all right? bit, I was a bit sick last night. I was up, I think I woke up at like 12 and I spilled my ring up, so... That's not good. No, well, we went over to a friend's house for um, dinner, and um, Tanil and her miso hosted us there with um, her sister and her, her partner and their kids and um, Tanil's partner, Chloe's parents, and um, yeah, it had smoked uh, ribs... Oh, um, yum. Pork belly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but I've just been not 100% and I think it comes down to a lot of stress. And um, I think it just caught up to me last night. And yep. Just woke up and spewed. Most probably wouldn't have helped that I tried to uh, soak a bit of alcohol up, alcohol up with a bit of dessert before bed. But Get it, big fella. Yeah, and that all came up and holy, did that burn. Yeah, I could imagine. And this morning, <laughs> there was an explosion in the toilet. <laughs> I should find that button, actually. Ring of fire. I wasn't quick enough to load it in this morning. Um, oh, there you go. Hey? The ring of fire. Or you could just sing it for us. The ring of fire. <laughs> burn, burn, burn. <laughs> oh. The ring of fire. Did you have a... Um, Scott and Jace. Situations. No situation? No, the other day I had close call, though. Touch and go? Oh, touch and go is not even the word. <laughs> it's touch and cloth. 
Uh, I was sitting out the back actually, and um, I went down to Brisbane Thursday night, and um, with one of my best mates, Trent, who we, we know, and um, to pack up his unit, we got down there, and it was just to stuff around. We were meant to stay there and come home Friday, do the sensible thing, and you know, rest before you drive fatigue. Yep. Um, but after spending, you know, a good 40 minutes looking for a trailer in Brisbane, you know, the big city, <laughs> where there should be plenty. I drive here, there, and yeah, everywhere. Yeah, well, half half an hour drive to get a small trailer, we just both looked at each other and were like, nah, let's pack it up, and we'll just go. Both very experienced drivers on the road being fatigued. Yep. Um, I don't. Encourage people to drive fatigue. I think if you're tired, you should pull over. But, um, yeah, we did it. And by the time I got home, been up for 24 hours. And I was like, I actually spoke to you and I was like, I was dropping the trailer off. I was like, I'll go home and just put the aircon on and go for a nap. And my brain just would not shut off. So by the afternoon, I was like, good, I'll get up and uh, go for a smoke. Excuse my language. Uh, you know what? I actually have this programmed in now. There you go. Carry um, on. And then, yeah, so I was sitting at the back, and then next minute I just got this, like, awful gut feeling, and I was like, I'm trying to push my limits, you know? Like, I just lit up a smoke. So you didn't want to waste my smoke, because everybody knows how expensive they are this day and age. Yes. So I was, like, pushing it, but then the pain got worse, and then I felt the, the next stage, stage two of... Uh, Started to proceed out. So I stood up, had my smoke in my hand, and had the old girls, we got an outside toilet, and I was just like, stuff it, yeah. I literally, no word of a lie, didn't even get my jocks off properly before it started spraying. And then I had my smoke in my mouth out in the outside toilet. I look up, and there's an empty gas bottle there, and holy, I was like, shit. <laughs> Was, I was going to say, do I have to up. hover over the new the new button that cuts you no, off? No, but it was messy. And then, um, obviously, I had to go for a shower afterwards because, like, it was just... It wasn't a nice situation. I and, feel like um, sh- it goes poos and showers. Yeah, well, yeah. I was in the shower, and then it came over me again. And um, I had to quickly leap out of the shower and jump on the dunny and just <laughs> destroy the dunny. Oh. It was everywhere. It was flowing. But I think that's from fatigue too and being stressed the last couple of weeks and um, just had a lot of personal struggles going on. So um, I think it was just an all built up, which leads to this weekend and me being um, sick last night. Mm. Actually, I was going to say we will, uh, we'll get into the events of um, next week when we get into uh, what's on your mind. Mm. Be exciting. Alright, the other thing that happened last week, remember when uh, your mum's car got broken in? Well, sorry, your, your mum's car got stolen after somebody You're had... Not broken um, into, mate. Stolen. Stolen, yeah. Thieving Can't dogs. even get the words out. But um, let's, um, let's chat about that. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. This is Scott and Jice, State of the Nation. So we've got a bit of uh, follow-up. We should really stand up when the national anthem's playing, shouldn't we? No. <laughs> Only at football games and at the front of assembly. But it's the state of the nation. It's like yeah, but the like, people's prime minister. We used to do that at school. And your dad would tell you, everybody, please stand. 
for the national anthem. The anthem's not even the same anymore, mate. Do you want to know a secret? What's that? I have no idea what the Australian national anthem is. Australians all let us rejoice. <laughs> the only version I know is from that movie, Kenny. Yeah. Which is Australians all ring Joyce for she is young and free. Yeah, oh, good old Kenny. Eh? The shit doctor. Kenny Smythe. Yeah. Did I do that pretty he well? He would have made so much money off that movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, but he was um, literally playing with shit in the movie. Did you know that? I sh- oh, we should try and find some of his the movie lines. They're pretty good. But did you know that he, that was actually what he was doing in the movie? Yeah. It wasn't just... Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. And then, yeah, I ended up like reading something that said that that whole movie was actually him in his day-to-day like role. Yeah. And I was like, stuff that. <laughs> uh, so, an update. An update on the stolen vehicle and, and the house broken into. So, we, you got the car back. Well, no, we no, haven't got the car back to the police compound yard. They did something right. I know, that kind of escalated right after we did the show um, on how that all went down. Yeah, um, look, um, so it was like, obviously people thought they'd seen it out at Worry and um, a massive shout-out for everybody kept an eye out, but obviously we th- kind of thought that they didn't get fuel because we are pretty on top of contacting all the fuel stations around town. And shout-outs for those servos too that... Um, that took our calls and yeah, and shut um, them down. Sh- yeah, basically didn't let them get away with um, stealing any more fuel. So um, I think it was like four four in the afternoon. Mum got a call and an elderly lady seeing it while she was driving home, and it was parked up on someone's lawn on Middle Road. So we went for a drive, and yeah, she was getting skull dragged up the old tow truck, and. Um, but yeah, so they still don't know what damages the car has as of yet. Um, it doesn't look like they've got much panel damage. I think there might be a dent because they hit the bins reversing out as well as the front gate. I don't know how you do that because our driveway is pretty straight. <laughs> but I guess if you don't know how to drive a car, anything's possible. Yeah, well, I've hit that front team. gate. I remember when I was younger, I was... Um, Unfortunately, very immature, and I was intoxicated. And I ran head on straight into the gate and smashed. My, oh, I was reversing, so I was trying to reverse my car in the driveway, and I smashed my tail light. Tail light. Yep. And um, I told my mum that the gate had moved. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, being intoxicated, that's you know, that's what you do. Yeah. Yes. So, um. We do, yes, so, uh, I feel like we got a little bit sidetracked there, so we got the car back. Car's back. We got the um, car back, what's well, in the, it's in the uh, I think it's in yard. the, I think it's, it's either being released, or it's, um, getting released tomorrow. Yep. Which will then obviously go to FG. To get uh, fixed and Yeah, so they'll that. look over it and make sure everything's sound and, um, replace whatever, repair whatever they need to repair. Um, I know they need to do the keys. Yeah, because those MGs are expensive when it comes to the keys. Yeah, well, they took both the uh, spare and um, her original keys. So um, there's that. Oh, and they got to replace, I know, the window that the police had to smash to do the fingerprints inside Jesus the car. Jesus Christ. Because there was no keys. But they, oh, And they caught the fellas, apparently, but they're, they're not aware... Whether they 
have charged them with mum's car yet. Yeah, right. But we all know the local local judge. He'll just be like, "You'll be right, mate. Don't do it again." The views and opinions expressed oh, in this I haven't turned down. Oh, there's no point in talking. I've got to turn down. Um, <coughs> well, we we actually followed up um, and we got in touch with uh, local the local member um, for Rockhampton. Um, sent Barry a a message, which I can read out now. Hi, Barry. What is your plan to fix these young people stealing cars continuously? It's become an epidemic, and as our local state member, you should be alarmed that people can't sleep at night and fair houses are getting broken into uh, to get people's car keys to steal cars. Uh, we have a podcast and discussed this on this week's episode. One of the our hosts had this happen to them, and I can understand his frustration with the system and the fact it appears nothing has been done. Now, I got an auto-reply, and I thought... To myself, ah, oh, great, okay. It's just going to sit in an inbox and nothing will eventuate from it. However, 20 minutes later, I got a response. Dear Scott, any instance of crime is totally unacceptable. Rockhampton police relentlessly target those who wish to do harm in our community and the government is backing police, providing funding for police to conduct extremely high visibility police patrols across the Rockhampton region. In addition, the government has introduced the strongest youth justice laws in the nation, including, for the first time in Queensland history, breach of bail as an offence for young offenders under the Act. The government has also introduced harsh penalties for car theft. Queensland police and the government will never relent in targeting those whose behaviour is unacceptable. Um, Take that reply whichever way you want. Um, I know you weren't happy with that reply. No, well, look, you can't even defend your own homes, otherwise you're... You'll get arrested and you're a criminal for defending your own homes. Oh, I can tell you right now, mate, it, the moment I have a child, if someone dare breaks into my house, they'll either be going out two ways in a body bag or in an ambulance. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. There you go. So then we got in contact with the LNP candidate for Rockhampton. Uh, they held a public meeting uh, in Parkhurst, I believe, um, during this week. Um, Donna and the LNP opposition leader, name's just David Christofoli. Uh So I saw they were having a, a meeting out in Parkhurst and I thought, oh, look, I'll send her some screenshots of what I sent to, uh, to Barry. Did you send her Barry's response? Yeah, yep, the whole thing. No, so, her response was, Hi Scott, thank you for reaching out to me. My apologies and delay getting back to you. I absolutely believe more needs to be done. Uh, where are the victims' rights in all of this? Which is 100%, 100% true. Well, when I was talking to you and your mum the other night, that's one thing that she'd highlighted um, in that whole thing is, why is it that your car or your house gets broken into and yet the victim has got to pay? Where are these kids? You know, we don't even know if they're behind bars or, or, no, or anything. No. Um, they released them on Christmas, just put a, a tracker on them. That's it. She, she said, I absolutely believe more needs to be done. Oh, sorry, restoring consequences for actions is a must. This is at the heart of the Youth Justice Act. LMP will remove detention as a last resort. Okay. Put more police on the beat. At the moment, more are leaving than being added. That's a scary fact. Uh, unshackle the judiciary system to enforce sentencing in alignment with community expectations, reform early intervention programs, fix the broken child residential care system, 
the youth crime crisis has not happened overnight. It has been uh, ye- for years and years due to under-resourcing and lack of planning. Breach of bail was removed by the government in 2015 and after pressure from the opposition uh, who are listing two communities to our communities and, the, and wants the government to restore it. I will continue to fight for our communities uh, right to feel safe in their homes, highlighting the evidence, etc, etc. And then she gave us some stats here. So 1,016 cars in the last 12 months in our community and climbing. That's a 271% increase since 2015. And then it goes on about the meeting that happened uh, in Parkhurst. And she, she thanked me for my question and my message, which I thought was pretty pretty good of her. Yeah, so, where's your thanks, Baz? Go on, mate. Yeah. You want to stay in the, stay in the up position, mate? You know. <laughs> So we did We did reach out. Um, those were the responses, one from the local member and, uh, I think and the opposition. A, it's a good response. Obviously, you're not going to hear what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, I, look, I believe that chucking them in a juvenile system is not going to fix anything. No. Um, it just prolongs it. Um, but there needs to be more out there. There needs to be, like, boot camps. We'll send them out to the farms and work out on the farm. Get some life skills for six months. 100%. Um, because, like, it's beautiful country out there, like, working on farms is not a bad thing. Like, it's hard work, yeah, but it's beautiful. Uh, and you learn to, you know, as a teenager or as a kid, you learn to respect things more, or in you respect... I think you have a, yeah, an appreciation. Yeah. Um, and I, but, like, I was only saying yesterday that, um, a lot of these kids, um... You know, and, and the sad reality is I was having a conversation um, with someone and they said, you know, the sad thing is um, being in an Indigenous culture, um, they worry that their kids can't walk home from footy practice or... Speed your mic up. Yeah. Um, walk home from footy practice and... Mm. Which it, it, it's a hard one because um, you can't... You're a parent and you want nothing but the best for these kids, right? Half of the kids that do this don't have any positive um, influence or positive role models, um, no positive guidance, and that's where we're lacking, right? Hmm. Um, And there just needs to be more out there, and I hope with what I'm trying to build with my business in the future that I will be able to build something like a community centre for young kids and a place to go when they are bored or whether they just want, you know, to learn new skills or something. I think that's what's needed. Um, obviously, that's way down the track for me, but there's... Um, I think we forget, and I, I, I get that, the statement of I'm worried that, you know, my kids can't walk down the street because realis- realistically, 9 out of 10 people are going to racial profile, right? It's just the Which fact. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is the fact. And uh, I, I think that's very scary and I think that's very sad that this is what it's become. Come down to, yeah. Because of certain kids' behaviours. I'm the first to say there's, there's white, uh, indigenous kids. They, they all do it. Mm. Um, I was like that as a young teen um, on the Sunshine Coast. So... Very different circumstances, but... Well, I was similar. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I just, yeah, there's no positive role models. 
Um, and I think that's the big thing. They've got nothing, nothing to live or sometimes it comes from, you know, family members just being silly or it comes from social media, TikTok, the car, car theft challenge. Well, it was scary to find out. It was, it was funny. We had the conversation last week on the podcast about, you know, homes being broken, two cars being stolen. And it was scary to actually find out that on that same afternoon in Brisbane, somebody, a 16-year-old, actually, I have the news. I've got the news story here, but we, we, cut, the, we cut the first part of it out um, just for copyright and all that sort of stuff. But this 16-year-old kid had stolen a car and, again, well-known to police, stole the car, live-streamed it on TikTok. Mm. Like, <laughs> I just—it's a challenge, apparently. Yeah. Okay. No one. And again, if it's a challenge, I should be fixing it. But here or was the removing TikTok should take responsibility to remove anything related. It should be over eighteen. Well, not even that. Like, just remove like behaviors and dares. It's the same thing that was on them kid shows of um, what was that doll's name? Where they were like daring the kids to go do stuff. No, oh, I can't remember. It'll come back. Mm. Come back. But here was the news story. This I split it into two segments for you to listen to. It's just it was funny how we were talking about it, and then this happened. Have a listen. One of the state's most experienced officers now in charge of tackling the complex issue. For me, I, I won't be using that as an excuse. Nor will I be using it as an excuse that. There's youth crime problems throughout every state of Australia. His focus this year is breaking the cycle of offending, early intervention, more support for victims and keeping repeat offenders off the streets. Those serious repeat offenders that decide to put balaclavas on, arm themselves, enter people's homes while they're asleep and steal their cars are beyond diversion. As Voice for Victims continues its own fight. Today's meeting... Um, dealing with their bureaucrats. Um, they use words like won't, can't. Ahead of their first meeting with the new Premier today, crime victims were hopeful, but instead left frustrated. They're demanding the government deliver on promises made more than six months ago. The community is sick of this. I'm sick of this. I want to go back to my life. Um, but these, these bureaucrats still keep thinking that it's a problem that we can take a year to fix. A problem keeping Queenslanders up at night. So, again, it was interesting that that news story had uh, surfaced right after we spoke on the podcast. What frustrated me even more, aside from, and I'm glad that those two candidates replied to us, the frustrating part was this. The Premier chose not to front our cameras after this afternoon's meeting. The members of the Voice for Victims group have now given Stephen Miles until January 19 to provide a written commitment that the government will deliver on those promises made last year. They say if that doesn't happen, they'll be pushing for a royal commission into the youth crime crisis here in Queensland. It's a step they say they don't want to take, but they feel is their last and only option. Katrina? Anna McGraw, live So there you Parliament. go. That was the, the, the two-part news story. Well, Stephen Miles most probably doesn't care so much because he sits up in his high, high house and his nice wage and most probably has security guards there as well and also, you know, big fences and stuff. People in the... Like, I'll be the first to say 
Albanese, mate, you're a grub. The views Stephen and Miles, you're a grub. Program are those of the um, and do not necessarily nine out of ten people, right, of that work in the Parliament House have all these nice things, but we're down on the ground here, people that go to work every every day and uh, work hard for what we have in our lives to um, just be told, leave it to the police. Something does have to change. I just think, kick everybody out of the Parliament, get rid of them all, and start again. Get And get the Royal Commission started. But make sure that no one that's been in the Parliament can run for Parliament. That's it. Because at the end of the day, maybe they need to come back to the real world and work a hard stay in their life instead of sitting up there being a pencil pusher and just making lies to everybody about what they'll do to help. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily (laughs) reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. I agree this needs to be... needs to be a massive change. And look, if any of these big shots want to come onto the podcast, I encourage them because I'll grill them. Yes, 100%. Or maybe go and work in one of the local towns and do someone else's job for a day. See why people are getting so angry... When, you know, these people, we go to work and buy things to enjoy in life, but yet they can just come into our house. You're not allowed to defend your house. You'll you be in trouble if you chase them. You'll be in trouble if you touch them while they're breaking into your house that you pay for. Mm. You know, like, I'm sorry, I'd quite happily go to jail um, for defending my house. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do Whoa. not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. I just went um, lightheaded then. Jeez, okay. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be ashamed that I was arrested and I'm going to jail because of defending my house or defending my children or defending my family. Like, I would not be upset about the fact. What I'd be more ashamed of and I'd encourage my friends and family to is to make an uproar. If that ever happened, to, like, make it just voice everything, protest a lot. Well, even the comments, um, we were reading, we were going through some of the Facebook comments the other day and there are anonymous posts on Facebook um, of people that are scared in their, in their home and wondering if they're going to be next. And that, that that is not how you should be living at all. No, well, you know, Australia used to be a place where you could leave your front door open all night and wouldn't have to worry about a thing, but now we're living in a society that um, it's just become like an absolute shit show. Hmm. Um, I know one of the response... Well, I don't know the person personally, but I know of someone that knows a kid that was involved in stealing... Um, and all the judge said to them was that they need to write an apology letter to the homeowner. When when he was asked um, about, from this person that I know, asked him, do you know what, why you're apologising and do you even care? His answer was no. He had no idea. Well, he didn't care. Why should, he thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't think it funny if they come back to their house and I was sitting on the front table. <laughs> I needed that grab from yesterday. From uh, but you know it, it is what it is, and I oh, I feel really sorry for the people that you know are having sleepless nights because they're just worried about when's it going to be them or yeah you know it's just it's beyond a joke and oh, I'm quite ashamed with what our um, government's doing right now with all this. 
Um, Hats off to the opposition getting out there and um, meeting with people and talking to people. But it's all good to talk, and it's all good to you got to walk the walk. You got to walk. If you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. A hundred percent. And you know, I hope they do. But reality is, with the history of governments, doesn't happen. Yeah, they fucking excuse me. Sorry, they um they like say what they need to say to get in, and then they just don't do anything. Well, fingers crossed at the uh, 2024. But I think maybe we happen. should just start targeting their houses to they do something. <laughs> you know the worst part about all this? It's live. You know how I... Well, not that it's live, but you know how I said to you? It's only going to be a matter of time before something happens to the computer? Yeah. That's That time has come. Oh, Nothing sure. I can do. Yeah. It's just, just keep talking. Well, sorry. Can't even turn you off. Yeah, well... <laughs> oh, God, no! no! <laughs> Hang on, I'm sure I could. Let's try that button. Yeah? Yeah, good, I got you. <laughs> no, but I honestly believe that, you know, because it's not happening to them, well, maybe we need to make sure that they realise that they're not completely untouchable. I remember when it happened to... No names. Um, somebody quite infamous and rocky. Ended up all over the news. Yeah. All right. Let's um. Let's move, move on. I think we uh we talked enough about all that. Well, we should all, be talking more about it. But uh, all I say is that if you don't do anything, I'm a big believer in karma, and karma will come around and bite them in the ass. So. Karma will get you one day. Um, this week's story. Um, we had uh, Lauren come and join us uh yesterday. So we had it all pre-recorded, ready mm. to go. Here's a bit of a snapshot, now that the computer's back up and running. Uh, here's a bit of a snapshot of uh, her story, which is available on the podcast after the Facebook Live. We are joined by Lauren, who's going to share her story about her nine-year-old boy. He's on the spectrum of having ASD, so autism spectrum disorder, only in school for all year for pretty much two hours a day. Which we've been told, apparently, he doesn't meet the criteria for special skills, though. His biggest thing was his um, speech delay. When he has his meltdowns, it's often not just that one thing. It's multiple. like a whole lot of things all coming out all at once. What, what other help and support have you had um, going through all this? Like, I don't have a lot of support, but the support I do have, I can rely on. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, oh, thank sh- you for inviting me on. So that's coming up uh, with, on the podcast, which is available uh, forward slash the Scott and Joy Show, or you can download uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a uh, subscription service, which should hopefully kick off by the next podcast. So um, any behind the scenes stuff, which the, everything records in here. Uh, any behind the scenes or if you want to listen to the story um, before we have it available for everybody else uh, you can go the links are on our Facebook page sorry mate cut you off there no you're right. I'm used to it (laughs) (laughs) and then I give you the floor and you stop no um, no it is a it's it was really nice to talk to Lauren and um, you know it's a something that's close to my heart um suffering from a disability myself uh, so I think that um, that's another thing that more more needs to be done in that sector um, 
you've got to try and contact the some schools this week yes. and find out a bit more information about that. And if there's help um, that we can give Lauren, then we will do that. Um, I think that it's important. But it is worth, it is worth a listen. Download um, after the show. It, yeah, it is does a the whole story. podcast, like from what we're talking about now, go on top of the story as well? Yep, so the story is incorporated in yeah, that. Yeah. But um, if you just want to listen to our segments, so we've, the podcast is broken up into segments, yeah. you can um, Stuff that, just listen subscribe. To the or, like I said, if you want to listen to the whole thing for free, um, shows.acast.com forward slash the Scott and Jai show, or you can download the podcast wherever you get Where you your can get podcasts. it on Spotify. Spotify. I've actually put the Spotify link on our Facebook page, so you can go directly to Spotify. All right, let's move into our next segment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Scott and Jai Feedback Line. Feedback Line. Oh, this should be good. Feedback Line. It's been a bit of a week for... I'm hungry. Feedback? I'm hungry. <laughs> Big dog's got to eat. A couple of minor things uh, for on our feedback line. A few people have reached out. Um, oh, come on. Apart from post, <laughs> posting um, on our social media. Um, one, the first one, the first piece of feedback that I got was, uh, one, the video didn't work last week. Oh yeah, yeah, can't help that. Yeah, well, we have fixed that. We are live on Facebook. You can see Jai and I. I waved to everyone before, and you looked at me with a with a funny look, like you're serious, like you're um. I'm serious. I'm very serious about this podcast. Yes, so uh, so are we all, and I'm glad you've mentioned that. Um, but I'll get to that. Get to that. Yeah. In just a sec. Um, Take but the the first part is <clears throat> will. Will. You know Will? There's plenty of Wills in the world, mate. Our Will. You know, the one that... um, This guy. I'll play the thing again. This one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, Will. Will I am. (laughs) Or Will I am not. Will, that took Katie's job. Yeah. Apparently there's been a complaint. Not an official complaint, but just a complaint. From Will. Yeah, bring back... Hashtag bring back Katie. Really? No one likes Will. Who said that? Oh, I'm not naming and shaming anybody. No, no I'm not naming. That's what this is about. <laughs> what, mates helping mates? And, it's his uh, first week, shaming. guys. Give him a break. So, uh, what we'll do is... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep Will there for a little bit, but any new... new um, yeah, we'll bring back we'll Katie. We'll bring back Katie. Hashtag bring back Katie. I'm sure she'll be happy with that because she's listening to us. Katie is actually our official censor. Mm. Um, after the events of last week. Yeah, right. So anything um, that we might say or we're going to say, because the girls are listening live, yeah. they will run in here and wave and kick and all that sort of stuff. So they haven't bailed through yet, which Oh, is that's good. good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you're just waiting for me to get to that piece of feedback, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. The other piece of feedback uh, that I have, so both me and Jai... Uh, of Jai and I, should I say. We love doing this podcast every Sunday. It's something that we um, enjoy doing, and we and do it because... We want to make a difference. That's right. We want to make a difference, and 
we and want it, to change people's lives. We, and we don't get paid for it, and we we do this out of you know our own back and. Mates, help, literally, it is in the title. It's mates helping mates, yeah. um, and that is what our goal is: is for people to come on the podcast. I don't know if you've watched the hundred million YouTube videos or Facebook posts or Instagram posts, but it is you know the first hour of our show is two mates talking shit, people getting it on the banter on Facebook Live. Right, mm. that's exactly what it is. The second part to our show is the serious part, where people can come on, share their story. And I am super proud of every single person that has come on this podcast and shared their story, whether it's good, bad, ugly, the truth, because I know we have made a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And there are, there's there's two people out there. um, Sing it, brother. That, you know, didn't have the guts to... Oh no! <laughs> I went there. You know, I'm one of those people that if if I've done something wrong, face it head on. Yeah, right? say it. Have the conversation with that person, and mm. um, I was going to say be a man about it, but um, be be an honourable person. And it's not even honourable. I think it's just being an honest person. That's like, it. Um, it's not that hard to have a conversation. That no. is, um, you know, because I understand. Well, it affected both of about. us yeah. this week. Not more so you than me, because I'm um, a kind of person that just doesn't really give two shits. Um, just no names. I'm hovering yeah. over the... No, uh, you're the right. Name. I'm not going to mention any <laughs> of the names. They, they already know who they are. That's right. You just want to have a sook about it. Um, to me, my personal opinion is that, obviously, maybe you have a guilty conscience. Mm. Co- conscience. It may, maybe it not might not be that. Maybe we've got the information wrong but I think you really stuffed up is that they didn't reach out to us the people we're talking about both have our Facebooks well not our anymore because yeah, yeah. they deleted us and blocked us oh well I didn't sleep that night I was so upset <sighs> you know they've got our numbers we're both um, I'm more approachable than you most of the time so. mm. but um, my wife says that too yeah I'm pretty open for discussion, um, but for me, doing this podcast, it's giving people the opportunity. Um, to and it share. doesn't matter whether they were right, wrong, left, right, a hundred percent. But because these people have decided to take it to their precious little hearts and show their true colours hmm. for people that have helped them, yeah, I've I seen it coming. I don't want to say I told you so, but um, so, mate, I called this months and months ago. Good on them. Good on them. I hope that they get nothing but the best out of deleting us on Facebook. Um, like well, I was, actually, the fu- the funny part about it is... I didn't sleep, like I was saying before. Yeah. I was so distraught. But the funny crying. part is, if you're, if you're <laughs> angry at somebody, it's all well and good to take them off Facebook, but don't forget to oh, take yeah. us off Snapchat and TikTok and Instagram and all the other sort of stuff yeah. as well, personally. Right. Yeah, look, um, to me, all that shows me is the kind of person you are. That's it. Um, but the positives behind it, um, our last few podcasts, we had 187 downloads, thanks uh, thanks to that. And um, we gained some more followers, which is fantastic. And that, forget about all that sort of stuff, that is the main objective. That is the goal, mm. is people to like, follow and share us on social media and to give people a platform where they can come and talk to us and 
literally talk open. Everyone that's done their story, we can pretty much name most of these people on one hand, right? Mm. Most of these people that have come on and shared their story have been brave. <clears throat> there's some things that they didn't want to share with us, and there's some things that they wanted to share with us. But at the end of the day, they came on, they shared their story, they did themselves proud, and they should be very proud. proud. Of themselves. It's and hard, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's and, a hard thing, and you're worried about the backlash. Not me. So out of 187 people, two people got the shits that we don't even know about. Oh, I bet um, you there was more than that. They're just not... not they, they want to keep us on Facebook. Well, I have a... Um, I do have something that Look, I'll, I'll just say, say it now. Word, but, um, no. If they want to reach out, I'll happily, happily yeah. have a conversation with you. But just remember, our, pla- our we've got a better platform. We've got more... Uh, <laughs> our wides but, but no we've, we've said this from the start like a lot of this from us starting from our first episode was us learning as we we're going you know so we've always encouraged people to message us with feedback um and it, feedback's the same as coming forward and being like hey i really didn't agree with what that said any but, podcast yeah, in like general, yeah, we're yeah. very um on it when it comes to going back over the podcast and making sure hmm. that it's good to go out. Um, so, like, it hurt me in that sense that both the two people we've helped... This year. Or not so much me this year, but last year. Uh, but I just... I think I was more heard on the fact that... No conversation. Yeah. And that's what we encourage people to do. But, like I said... That's their choice, and I, I, I was only upset for a night. Like I think I lost mm. about two liters of water out of my eyes, but um, <laughs> I, I think I'm right now. It still hits home, but I definitely um, don't want to lose any more sleep over it, Scotty. It's been nah. been a rough ride. I don't know whether you got a bit emotional over it, but I, I was distraught. Right. Well done, mate. All right, there we go. We said our piece. And uh, shout out to uh, everyone that is sharing. I got a fart. And I just fart. Oh, there again. Uh, shout out to everybody. I can see on Facebook um, there's people actually liking sharing uh, our hey, live get video. It. You can wave to everyone. Look, I did before. Coming. I nearly lost my arm. You flashed them. Hey, you know, I just wanted to play oh. this. Right? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. No, no. Not a situation. Yes. Um, you know, we were recording Lauren's story yesterday. Yep. I, um, so the, while we're recording Lauren's story, we're talking. So I have a, like an electronic desk so you can sit down and stand up, right? Yeah, and you're doing it. <laughs> so we're doing Lauren's story. But you decided that you wanted to rub my leg through the whole um, segment, through the whole story. The whole? Yep. You know why? I have, um, I have proof. Do you? Yeah. You want to listen to it? Yeah. This is some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we're uh, going to be putting on our subscription service, um, which hopefully launches uh, next week. Have a listen. This is what happened after we recorded Lauren's story. You know what this f***ing is doing? I'm trying to f***ing talk to you. I can edit it out. It's okay. Um, He's like rubbing my leg. It's like he wants my You're full of shit. I can edit all this out, so it's okay. But no, thank you. Um, I, I hope we covered everything. I'm sorry my co-host isn't professional like myself. I am f***ing professional. Listen to you, f***ing... So there you go. That's um, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. 
that we get up to. It's a bit scary that he's going to share some of the conversations. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But that was towards the end. I was f***ing up. Oh, oh. Body. I did it. Oh, jeez. First whistle of the year. You know, if, you know what's funny? Last podcast, I dropped an F-bomb. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I've done it again. Yeah. It Dis- must be... Um, Disgrace. Must be the influence. Hey, you dragged me over the coals. <laughs> For every time I've dropped the big bombs. <laughs> oh, all right. Double standards here, people. Double standards. Double standards. All right, moving r- right along. Let's get into news of the week. Uh-oh. <laughs> and on today's news. So, did you have bets on how long it would take for the system not to work? Nah. I forgot to do it. We did. Anyway. This is Scott and Jace, news of the week. Only 20 second delay, that's all right. <laughs> Or when the girls come on this side of the desk, they'll probably do a better job than me. It wouldn't be hard. Anyway. Uh, hey. Hey. Whoa. I guess that's... Um, never mind. Wow. We go to Australia. Oh, that's good. That's the country we live in. We go to we go to Australia. Where an Australian makes a discovery. A strange discovery on Google Maps. I will put this on our social media uh later on so you you can see the visual Um, so in a rather unexpected find on Google Maps let me turn this down I hear myself there we go in a rather unexpected find on Google Maps an Australian woman has stumbled uh, stumbled upon a collection of man-made peninsulas uh, that can that look like yeah males <laughs> the, the eagle-eyed Aussie shared her discovery of the penis-shaped land masses to her social media, which can be found in Southport on the Gold Coast. Australians were quick to react to this discovery. I'll just show you real quick what they look like on Google Maps. <laughs> They're huge. You wouldn't want to sit on one of them bad boys. I don't know if you can see it on social media. All right, there you go. We'll ho- hold it up there. It probably doesn't look really good, but I will share uh, that photo on um, social media afterwards. Um, what are they like, rocks or something? No, it's how the land and the houses have been built. Oh. So the penisulas is what uh, they've been called. Someone called it on social media. Yeah, A second person added, only knobs would live there. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other question that was asked: What year were these homes erected? A fourth added, how embarrassing would it be to live on the shore one? <laughs> now, come on. Uh, however, the last laugh was provided by a resident who shared a stunning picture of the backyard pool overlooking the canal situated on one of the penis-shaped land masses. I'll suffer, she wrote. There you go. That was a great news story. There was another news story that I found. It's way too what gross to share. Pardon? What about your? About my what? Story. Hey, if Katie, if you're listening and you want to share the story about my... You better run in here now and we'll figure out how to turn your microphone on. No, she's not coming. Actually, we had an... Ins- Do I want to share this? Yeah, go on. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Katie's parents listen to this, That's okay. this podcast. I don't want to share this. It's okay. It's okay. I'll share it at the end. How's that? No, so we're not share live it on Facebook. I can't. Why? That's gross. Just do it. <laughs> Just I'm do still it. laughing about it now. No, why? How bad was it? 
I'll share it with you when the story when the story goes out, and then we'll see whether we can do it in the podcast yeah. outro. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. You really want to share my dick story, don't you? I do. <laughs> oh, you've put me on the spot. Don't be like that. Why are you blushing? Don't be ashamed, mate. I've broken my penis before. Have you? Yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. How did you do that, mate? I'm not going to go into any of the details again because my parents listen to this too, and and you know Katie's parents. It's, you know, it's okay be, talking about other people's days. You might be D's. sponsored by the theatres. It's okay. It, it's okay talking about other people's days. You might get it's cheap okay tickets. talking about my day. But no, I have ended up in um, in the emergency room um, after with a broken. And Katie has just messaged on Facebook and said, "Ha ha 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 ha." Yeah. I don't want to go into too much detail, but you know that... Oh, look, I'm not... I, I don't want to go into it. Anyway, there, there was a lot of blood, and I remember going to the doctor, and the doctor and the doctor said... She goes, I need to have a look. I'm like, no, nah, no one's looking. No one's touching. Get away from me, doc! And, um, yeah. I think they call it the banjo cord. Mm. Mm. Full on snapped. There you go. So I have done that before. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, a lot. I can imagine. Yeah. Have you done that before? I mean, God, man. I, uh, I work with precision. 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 Yeah. It's a okay. work of art, what I do. Oh, great. That's just going to go out for everybody uh, to listen to. All right. <laughs> Can't believe we did that. Anyway. Scott and Jay, what's on your mind this week? That's what the podcast is about, though. Mates helping mates and sharing stories. Let's look to the week ahead, mate. What's happening with you this week? Start my new job on Monday. Fingers crossed I am good at it. You uh, will be. You will be. Have yeah. a bit of faith. No, I think my body might go in a bit of shock because I haven't done labour work for about two years. So <laughs> <laughs> might be sleeping a lot this week. Um, I've been making that joke a lot lately. I was like, it's going to lie. It's physical work. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's a new challenge, and I'm all about challenging myself in different ways. And I'm actually excited and really thankful and really I feel really blessed that um, I'd been given this opportunity. Um, and I guess in my head, I just don't want to stuff it up. Um, I'm a very thankful person. Um and yeah, I was given this opportunity, and I was, um, I guess, really thankful of it because it'd been roughly a solid two weeks since not getting a proper paycheck. So, getting a job in two weeks is pretty quick, though. Yeah, well, it was the worst timing too, like um, Christmas, and then we're away for Christmas, and we're back. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel really thank. Uh, I am really thankful, and I, like I said, I feel really blessed for this opportunity, um, and I'm really eager and excited to um, see where it takes me. And yeah, so it'll be good. Set my alarm for five o'clock tomorrow morning. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> on lunch duties tonight. So I She's a good woman. Fire. Hey, and making she, your lunch. Oh, look, oh, I'm, that's another thing I'm really blessed with is um, my partner. She um, does go above. And beyond for me. Um, likewise, I do the same thing. I uh, hung the washing out yesterday on coat hangers. My uh, due. 
Mm. Good work. Yeah, I know, mate. Nice stuff. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. <laughs> Hang it out on the line. So yeah, it's been a it's been a weird couple of weeks, eh? Hey? Like I've been pretty quiet with everything that's going on because I've had a lot of head noise. Something that I've suffered with most of my life. Um, it comes and goes, but I normally control can control it myself. Um, I obviously know what causes it. Um, I'm very aware of where it is, and even when I get you know the darkest thoughts pop into my brain, um, it's just about monitoring it and um, just riding the wave, I guess. Because um, obviously, like I've said before, I don't believe in the medication and all that, so I just um, deal with it the best way I know how. Um, so yeah, it's um, obviously you knew about how bad it got, mm. um, but yeah, so it was really, it was really good actually, because this is how bad it got, um, couldn't pay my phone bill. And, yeah, that's um, fine. I was on the shitter, having a situation, and um, yeah, they rang and my phone was on the lounge chair, so I couldn't answer it, and obviously I wouldn't answer it while I'm destroying destroying the toilet <laughs> um but so yeah so I rang Scotty on Facebook and um I was like mate are you home and he's like yeah mate what's up I was like pretty sure that I just got a call back from a um a job and he's like yeah we'll just come over and use my phone so drove all the way from Grace Me people that don't know that's actually quite a big drive mm. um just for a phone call 10k's away it's, yeah. what is it 10k's from Rocky it's distance. Yeah. When you have people doing under the speed limit. That's right. Um, it's, but then it's for I made the call and had a quick uh, catch up with Scotty. And then I was like, so, mate, I've got to go. I've got to go and clean shave. got to shave with oh, I'm missing my mo so much. Um, my mum's not. She's like, oh, I've got my son back. You look like a human again. <laughs> well, see, everyone, that's a cool thing now, is everyone can see yeah. you. Hey? Just quick side note. I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. Looks good. Should see tra- Tranos as it's um, something else. But yeah. Oh, and my um, a new segment. Shout Just uh, make sure you move your, move your Shout outs there. of the week. Shout outs. We'll get that loaded up. Um, we'll get that loaded up. But for next week, we'll get Katie in here after the show to load it up. But I but, will do my shout out now. Oh, and, um, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, here wait, we go. Wait, now wait, he's wait. having technical issues. No, no, no. Not technical technical difficulties at all. Uh, we definitely won't be making a Kyle and Jackie show. We, uh... What did you say? <laughs> I said we definitely won't be making the Kyle and Jackie show. Funny story about that. What was your shout-out? Oh, I, just, I, I forgot. Um, obviously, at Christmas time, I was away at Brisbane meeting the Missos family, and I forgot to um, give a shout-out to my homie, Trey, um, who has been a dedicated listener from the moment I told him that we had a podcast and when we got back um, I found out that when uh, the missus was talking to her sister that Trey had go to work at night and then come home and be like babe you got to listen to this and one of the funniest things um, we heard that he did was came home oh you should have heard Jai he was talking shit about you <laughs> I full of rider up so um, a massive shout out to the bro Trey um Thank you so much for listening. But um, yeah, sorry uh, it took me so long to do a shout out. I just totally forgot. But there you go, my Got boy. It. We should do that actually for next week. Or well, I will. We'll get Katie in here, and she can uh, come and record. That's our next segment. Is um, 
And each shout out, you got to say one thing that you like about the person. Hey, we could do that. Mm. I like that. That's good. We just call it's show planning while we're doing the show. Hey, look, when I met Trey, he was washing the dishes on Christmas morning, and he just turned around and he's like, "Hey, bro." <laughs> do it again. Well, hey, hey bro. <laughs> hey, cuz. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just really welcoming. So, um, yeah, it's really good. We got along really well, so it was um, kind of good. I've got a shout out actually. Put the song back on while I do that. Oh, we had to move to Rocky. Who had to move to Rocky? Trey. You come to Rocky, mate. Yeah, it's the place to be. It's hot as hell. It was like I'd move back to Perth before I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Perth's, I think, has got a different sort of different sort of heat, right? Yeah. I, I want to make a shout out to the 174. We lost two during the week. 174 people that like, share. Give feedback. What do you like about uh, each? I want one comment for each. 174 times. No, I just oh, mate. general overall. I love how people, um, like I said, our listener base is not like Kyla Jackio or Joe Rogan or anything like that. But our listener base is they're not scared to give us any feedback either. Mm. Um, and I love how they contact us directly and they'll tell us. Like, like I said, somebody rang me the other night and said, well, I am not. Our voiceover guy is horrible. Should hear it on our end. It's horrible. Or well, we hear it too because it's through our headphones. But I love it. I just Can you love give me how that person's name and number. I'll stick up for you, Will. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> but I do. I love how people just message, call, um, even on our page. <coughs> every single one of them, even wishing us Merry Christmas um, and Happy New Feliz Year. Feliz you're giving me all these ideas to load all these different buttons and for next week. It's pretty good. But no, that's my um that's my I wanna wish week. you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna um the school play when I was a kid. I was gonna say we're past Christmas. Yeah, I know. Um It'll be here before we know it though, you gotta realise that. This oh yeah. But you know what the next public holiday is? What's oh. that? Easter. Australia Day. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Australia Day. What's your opinion about celebrating Australia Day? Um, I'm glad you mentioned this because I noticed that Woolies in the news this week um, are boycotting selling um, Australia Day merchandise. Mm. Um, I am not an Australian citizen. Yep. I've been here for a long time, though. But I'd actually prefer, and I don't have an opinion on Australia Day, but what I do have an opinion on is... We need to have a national day. Doesn't matter what day it is. I think if it's Australia Day, it's Australia Day. Somebody suggested uh, May eighth as, mm-hmm. as another as another public holiday, right? Um, and I don't want to get into the the nitty gritty of what Australia Day is. I understand some. We have one half of the population um, that celebrate Australia Day because that was the day where. Europeans first landed, and I understand that the other half celebrate it. They call it Invasion Day. All right, I yeah. understand and respect that. A hundred percent. But really, I'm sick and tired of hearing Aussie about it. Aussies to party. Yeah, I mean, on Australia Day, you know, it's. I'm pretty sure I'm working. The person, uh, by the way, who got rid of Will has just messaged, commented on uh, social media. You don't have a read? Just, just there, mate. Yeah. Here you go. I'll turn the. Uh... No, you're right, mate. No, I was getting there. Oh, you got it. Just there. Oh, <laughs> Leave Will alone. I do believe that we 
we need a day where Australians can celebrate. Yeah. And like on the 26th, on Australia Day, we will most probably be doing an Australia Day special podcast. And then after that... On the charge. You know, we'll sit back and celebrate with our mates. Well, that's what, like... Yeah. Well, I don't really celebrate... I wouldn't say I really celebrate Australia, Australia Day itself. To me, like... I've always loved just having that one day where you can organise to have a big catch-up with your mates and yep. just have fun. Um, but I also understand the other side of it, of um, Invasion Day, and I can understand how painful it is um, for um, Indigenous people. Yeah. Um, I full-on, I'm not saying that I don't recognise it by any means, but to me, um, I, I do... I can understand how painful it would be because there's a lot of hurtful memories for their ancestors and, um, yeah, so I kind of understand it like you were saying. I understand it from both sides, um, but I think at some point, yeah, there should be um, a dedicated day for um, Invasion Day that's dedicated solely for that, even if it's, you know, at 12 o'clock like Anzacs do, they have a minute silence to... Recognise um, and pay respects to um, Indigenous people and their culture because it is an amazing culture. So yeah. Yes, I don't. And like I said, my opinion about um, you know the supermarkets and stores and things like that, yep. selling Australian Day merch and all that. That's what they want to do. That's what I want to do. That's cool. We just go somewhere else and get it, right? That's, yeah. That's how it goes. So. All this day, most people buy everything offline anyway. So. Now it's time to share your story. Real stories from real people. People to come on and have a chat to us and tell us their story and how they got through everything and what what did they use to help themselves. And hopefully people can jump on and they can utilise this platform to listen to and maybe take some tips off other people that are going gone through similar situations to them. It's about mates helping mates. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. In today's story time, we're joined by Lauren, who's going to share her story about her nine-year-old boy, Ashton. How are you, Lauren? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Well, my son, Ashton, he... He's on the spectrum of having ASD, so autism spectrum disorder of level two, high, high level two, baseline to level three, ADHD and a intellectual impairment. So as many other parents know who have special needs t- children, they do struggle a lot. Yeah, so each day we take it day by day with him. Some days are good, some days are bad. And how did you know that... Um I guess something wasn't quite right with uh, with Ashton. Well, when he was roughly, I think, give or take a year old, he was really speech delayed. So we we, we put him on the wait list for speech therapy and all that stuff. So, and then about a year and a half to 18 months old, he started showing signs of having some other issues. Which, um, so we actually got him on the wait list to get diagnosed with anything that he possibly could have had, which we we automatically thought he had ADHD, but we weren't too sure about the autism side because he had some signs of it, but 
some signs can be tied in with having just they had by having ADHD. So we weren't too sure. But um, and we, I've only just learnt this year that he actually does have the intellectual. Last year, sorry. Yeah. Um, that he had the intellectual impairment as well. So he was diagnosed with ASD, ADHD, and intellectual impairment when he was six years of age. So when he was in prep. And he only got diagnosed that soon because it took a hospital trip from him getting into his his um his sleeping medication to be admitted into the hospital with an in an um, ICU for a pediatrician to say, oh yep, he needs to be seen um sooner than rather than later. So yeah, right, okay. Yes, yeah, so he he was on a um, sleeping medication to help him sleep. That was called Ketopress, which yep. is also a cardiac medica- medication. Mm. Um, and I didn't know that. So and he managed to climb on top of the fridge when there was nothing near the fridge for him to climb up onto and took four tablets when he was only meant to have half tablet. That's crazy. So, yes, but thank gosh he was okay during that situation. Mm. So, but, um, but yeah, so he, we're having a lot of issues during school time with him at the moment as well, so... I was going to say, with him being... What was it, ASD level... Two. He's high level two, borderline to level three, which is the highest that you can get. Right. So, if you, you just got the three levels, right? So you've got, obviously, level one, for those listening. Level. And then, so you've got level one, which is kind of like mild... ASD? Yeah. And what is... And level 2. Level yep. 2 is like um, a lot more... Needs a lot more help and everything and a lot more intervention with a lot of everything... With pretty much everyday needs, schooling, everything like that. And then level 3 is pretty much... They... It all depends on... In the levels... In the levels, there's actual more levels in those levels as well. Okay. So... Um, but yeah, so like it all level three is pretty much they can't too much do too much not much at all by themselves. Yeah, okay. I was That's say. what my understanding was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so people with level three di- diagnostics need the most support and a very high risk for neglect abuse. Uh, people in this cat- category will have many of the same traits as those with level 1 and 2 diagnosis but um, are unable to mask problems experience themselves both verbally and with body language or facial expressions can make it very hard to complete daily living tasks, interact socially and deal with a change in focus or uh, location. Some of these difficulties can be with early access and support. So there's like, this ain't pretty much just like level three is like where you need full-time support. Yeah, and Ashton's not not quite there yet. No, we're, we're hot. Like, oh, he needs significantly a lot of help, like with, um, especially with schooling-wise, day-to-day, day-to-day things. Like he's regressed a lot in the way from what he used to be from, from 2012. 21 to now he's regressed a lot mm. from 
Like when he was in year one, he could spend all day at school, no issues. Um, he he was doing his assessments, his learning, all his homework fine. Then last year, 2022, should I say, not 21. Um, and last year was complete write-off. He was pretty much only in school for all year for pretty much two hours a day because he could not cope with anything longer than that. Wow. Like he would, he would throw chairs. He almost broke windows. He was threatening other kids with stabbing them with this, his scissors. And, multi- and he wouldn't. And then he was only coping with those two hours hours a day because we had his um, nanny or me or someone in the classroom for those two hours helping him sit down and get him to do his, his learning and everything. Yeah, that's nuts. Spending, yeah, so... Yeah. I, I worked with a few um, autistic um, kids when I worked for um, Anglicare. So, yeah, some of them struggle more than others. Yeah. Like the main one, um, ASD kids and adults find it's the social spectrum, but they also get a lot of frustration because they don't know how to process it. Um, yeah, they don't know how, like, um, they don't know how to interact with other kids as well. So yeah. it's pretty, like, I guess over time of learning, you can teach them, but it takes a lot longer than it would, would myself or you or. Um, to learn the understanding of processing things where for them they don't deal with change like they wouldn't be able to go from one activity straight into another activity like we would yep so go back to I guess when a little fella and you knew that something was wrong with him I know that's probably the wrong way to say it it's the easiest way to kind of explain it really yeah so what kind of gave you gave you that inkling when he was a little fella that something was wrong? He was super. He was d- delayed in a lot of things. Like his his biggest thing was his um speech delay. He until he was about age five, he, um, he would be, would have been classified as nonverbal because he could pretty much say a total of about ten words, if that maybe. And how how many words then, should a child know, kind of at that age? You should know a few. Oh, quite a lot. Oh, over yeah, okay. age of ten, quite a lot. You know, you're heading towards year five, year six. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? yeah. One, one to two year old should know should be easy saying ten about ten words. So, and he's year three this year, and he's he's at about kindergarten, kindergarten like mentally. Yeah. So yeah, but, um, he should. We were pretty sure he did have ADHD because his father has ADHD. So, like, he was really hypo. He couldn't sit down and watch a movie with you. He couldn't... You couldn't sit down and get him to do um, activities like arts and crafts longer than five minutes. You couldn't... He will sit down there happily. He he want to do it, then, but all of a sudden he'll quickly run off because he couldn't sit down there for longer than five minutes. Mm. He, was, he was constantly on the go, he could not stop and stuff like that. And then um and yeah. So that so that we we were not an percent sure he had ADHD but we didn't know about the intellectual impairment or the ASD until he got diagnosed. Yeah. Like he had, he showed as I said before, like ASD and ADHD can have very similar like you can have ASD with ADHD traits or um or the opposite. 
but that it, it doesn't mean that you have both of them. But Ashen does have both of them, so we weren't too sure on that category until he actually got diagnosed. So it's like a double whammy sort of thing. Pretty much. Go, we'll go back to when you said he climbed up onto the fridge, right, and grabbed... His medication, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How bad, how bad is it kind of... Because you obviously have good days and you have bad days uh, with yeah. him, right? And if you feel comfortable, obviously, sharing it with us. Like, how yep. bad, how bad has he got? Well, he can be very, very, very violent. Like, at, at one stage, you, I would have to hold him down to stop him hurting himself or anyone else, others. There's been multiple times where he's actually tried to kill his brother to the point where he's tried to push him down the stairs and knew he wanted to kill him. He's grabbed knives and said, I want to kill you to see and everything and stuff like that. Like, um, he can be very, 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 very violent like, like, like that. So we do, we try to restrain him and try to de-escalate him by separating him and his brother and me trying to sit in the room and just calm him down, which often works, but it all, it all depends if I'm home alone or if I have my mum there because from home alone, comes in the room and he just escalates everything so much again. He has troubles listening with anything, so he, he won't listen to any instructions. So that obviously gets everyone round up as, as well. So it gets everyone frustrated when he can't listen to you or do anything. Because he has a one-track mind. He doesn't, if he, if he wants to do something, he'll do it. And that's all he wants to do. So at the moment, his sole attraction is the, is the playstation so that's all he wants that's all if, if we if we say no it's a big meltdown and it's a big fight to get him off the playstation and stuff like that when you say like a meltdown and a fight what are, what are we talking he sometimes the meltdowns can vary with him um but most times it's a, it's a lot he screams he most times he's never violent against like any other adults. It's, it's mainly against his brother. So if his brother's in there, he'll start fighting with his brother. But if I'm in there t- telling him to take, um, turn off the PlayStation, he'll scream, he'll throw stuff, he'll trash his room, slam the doors. And that could go on for 30 seconds or two hours. Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. intensive. Do you have any um, outside supports? or we, we are trying to get all that at the moment. We have a... Um, I've got to call all sorts to see where his referral is for like OT and all that stuff. We're in the middle of trying to get a, um, a plan review to help him get some more support so someone can come in and take him out for a while obviously help him socialize as well and get him out get him out a bit as well and then um stuff like that and we we're also hoping to go see his pediatrician on the 15th for medication review to hopefully up his medication again and to help hopefully help him a lot better this year as well I guess one of the options with Ashton is medication. Yes. You, you, you kind of sound a little bit hesitant about that. I was one of those people who 
I didn't jump for medication straight away because I, I, I'm one of those people that I'm, I, I don't like jumping straight straight to medication if I if I can try to do something naturally. Like I, I try to take away all the preservatives away from foods. I tried just like the natural. Like my sister found something online that could help calm them down as well. That didn't work. Preservative free food didn't work. A little bit with a preservative free foods, but not to the point where he needed. So um, he was first put on the short time release um, Ritalin. He was on 10, 10 milligrams or 10 or 15 milligrams a day. Yep. Um, Is that split over like morning and no, night? 20, or? 20. Yeah, was, what was that? Was that split over morning and night? Like one in the morning? Uh, morning, in the night. Enough, morning and lunchtime. Yeah. And then he's on Concerta now, which is a long-lasting Ritalin, which um, Just seems slow, to be doing slow. a lot better. Yeah, that's it's, uh, it's but, a slow releasing. Yeah, you just we just think he needs a high dose of that one to help him sit down, especially for school-wise, to help him hopefully be a bit better during school time and we're hoping to up his melatonin at night time too because he struggles to go to sleep every night. Melatonin is actually a natural um, sleeping tablet. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Melatonin is something that a lot of people use. Um, I think it's great that it's being used because if it helps calm him down enough and puts him to sleep, does he, um, is he hesitant with taking medication? Um, we thought he would have, but ever since having his very first medication, which was the um, catapress for when we first were trying to get him diagnosed, he was put on catapress to help him sleep. Mm. He took it like a champ. There's been 99% of times he has no issue taking his tablets. Yeah. It's, I've have, uh, he know I have my, uh, a alarm on my phone for his morning and night tablets. And he knows as soon as those alarms go off, he, he comes to me and gets his medication. That's pretty good. It's repetitive. So, yeah. yeah. It's like a routine. His brain would yep. work off a routine base. You change that, and yep. then all hell breaks loose. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was actually the same as a child. So it's a lot of the behaviours you're saying was uh, very similar from the violent outbursts. To, yeah. And a lot of yeah. it does come down to them not... Um, being able to understand the way every other kid would. That um, and that some kids like Ashton sometimes he doesn't under, he doesn't know how to communicate how he feels or, as well. So and which and anybody would know if he can't communicate, that'd make you angry. Yeah, frustrated. Yep, and when when one when he has his meltdowns, it's often not just that one thing; it's multiple, like a whole lot of things yeah. all coming out all at once. Yeah, because he just doesn't know how to release uh, and talk properly the way we would. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that understanding of that, and that's why I think a lot of people in the system have to go through so much training to be able to work with kids like Ashton and other kids with these disabilities. And it is a disability, and there's nothing wrong with a disability. Like, I have a disability myself, which doesn't overly affect me as much. Um, But, yeah, like... I, I can understand how hard it would be being a single mum and trying to juggle, you know, your other kids as well as 
you know, a high needs kids. And I know we were talking um, about like trying to, you're trying to get him into a special school. Yeah. Which we've been told apparently he doesn't meet their criteria for special schools though. Like we. So who told you that? If you don't mind me asking. The school. Yeah right. Even though he has the three issues, so he's ASD, ADHD, and, and his intellectual impairment, mm. but apparently he can't cope with normal school. But apparently he didn't make the criteria for special school, so we're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, because special and schools, right? You go to a special school, they're equipped with a pretty much they could cover most bases of disabilities, from you know people in wheelchairs, people. Yep. Like, yeah, lot. like there should be there should, there's a school called I think it's called Karenity, which is like a school for kids like Ash and like that doesn't really meet the criteria for special school, but can't really cope with the mainstream, mainstream schools. But they don't take any kids from under grade five. So yeah, okay. obviously, Ash like they grade five or six, I think they said. So we gotta try and wait out, and hopefully he improves the school or. We were actually looking into homeschooling where his other nanny would help with homeschooling as well, but we just don't know how well that would work as well. Yeah, well, because obviously everything that he likes doing is at home. Mm. So yeah. Home's like his yeah. safe place. Yeah, you don't want to yep. start mixing learning with um, a safe place. It's, exactly. And it can be a bit of a disaster sometimes. I just, I guess it depends how you set it up. And But I, I don't know, have you tried... I, I'm just really stuck on that he's not eligible for a special school because I have, from what I understand from talking to you myself, and I have a pretty good understanding around disabilities and going through a special school myself, he should really meet the criteria. So I, I That's just what I thought have, as well. Have you thought about reaching out to like local MPs um, and just talking to them? And because... I think that sometimes kids are so overlooked. Um, they have a whole one one shoe fits all yeah, approach sort of thing. Because another person I know there, um, her son had a disability and um, has a disability, not had Joy. Jesus, bring yourself together. <laughs> um, but she had the same problem with trying to get him into his first school. It took ages. And it shouldn't be that, like... You know, we sit here and at the end of the day, we want the best for our kids and to give them the best opportunities to be able to be successful within life. Yeah. Um, life is hard enough once you get out of school, let alone trying to um, learn. And I'm a massive advocate for people that need special schools because they have the abilities and the resources to be able to educate Help. kids with... Um, a variety of disabilities, you know, like, I'm the first person to say I learned how to live being in a special school, and I was very fortunate. Yeah. I had amazing teachers, mm. um, and like, they believed I, I in me walked, and pushed me. Like, I had a walkthrough of the south side one, and I absolutely loved it, and all, as soon as you walk in those rooms, you feel so loved, because all the kids are so friendly and all, all so happy, and all that stuff, so... When you go in there, it's just absolutely it's filled with so much, so much, and all the teachers are jumping out of the seats to help every single every single student needed. That's what I wanted for Ashton, and then 
Yeah. Like just it's my just biggest thing what I love one thing I love about this special school is because it's such a small classroom. Mm. So I like there's only about five or six students in the classroom and that's what Ashton really needs. Yeah. Just they a get small so environment. with so many people in the room. With all this happening with Ashton at the same time, so you the support that you've had around you because you're obviously dealing with this as being a single mum um, with the help of your mum and what what other help and support have you had um, going through all this? Well, I've got my mum. I've got um, recently in the last, um, in about last year and year and a half plus, um, we've, I've had a lot of help from Ash and other nanny as well. So she's, that and 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 his other and their his poppy, so they helped me and Ashton a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I've got I've got my friends with like with like you guys. Got my other friend Kimberly who also has a special needs son, which is he he's ASD ADHD as well. So like she, I talk to her as well when when Ashton has issues to see if she's come across those issues with her son as well so like i don't have a lot of support but the support i do have i can rely on yeah that's awesome i think that's an important thing to have um in any situation yeah like i don't (coughs) some people have so many friends but they don't have that that the quality close friends that they can rely on yeah it's a um, quality no quality not the quantity yeah quality over uh, quality over quantity they say that's it so what about Ashton's dad? Is he he's in the picture? He's he's there? He's around? Or for a while he was in and out, quite a while. But um, over the last year, two years, he's been a bit more a bit more stable. Um, there was an issue a few months ago, quite a few months ago now, there where Ashton absolutely refused to go to go see him. But um, his father's actually stepped up a lot over the last few months and I've actually seen him trying a lot more to help out with Ashton and being a bit more lenient and understanding. He's actually doing a course. He said he's doing a course to help him to understand. I think it's a hard hard thing. I think it's a very confronting um, thing for a parent to have to deal with. Especially when you're like, obviously... No one wants your kid when you have a kid. You don't want to have any dramas with your kids, right? So I exactly. think it's a, it's a very confronting thing. And, I, and I'm not excusing any behaviours or things because some people take it too far. But I could understand how confronting it would be as a mum and dad to um, have a kid with disability like and not yeah. having that understanding behind the disability and... It's such a big process, too, to figure everything out. Like, it's not just, let's go to our local GP and there's your answers. You know, like, it's it's all in good once you have the diagnostics and you know what symptoms he has and it's all diagnosed. But then you, you're not that, like, your child's not the only one having the, the learning side of it. The parents have to do the same thing. And other siblings. Yeah. And grandparents and... It's a it's a it's a very full on job, and I think yep. um, in Australia that there is a lot of resources out there, but 
they're made to be next to impossible to access. Yeah. Right, so there's a lot of resources, but it's a lot of those resources, it's very hard to get into because obviously there's how many other kids that need those resources as well. With Ashton, do you qualify for the NDIS? Yes, he is on the NDIS. Um, he has like thirty-eight or 40000 through his NDIS plan. We have next to nothing used with it because we can't get him to see the OT or anything like that because he's on the wait list to see him. And how long is the wait list? It all depends on what they need and everything because Ashton's been on the wait list for speech therapy since he was two years old. Nine this year. Nine. See, that's wrong, right? Are you meant to be having supports to assist, right? But if you're in child safety, like that child was in child safety, they wouldn't be on a wait list. Like normally, exactly. they have people dedicated within the system to like chase these things down. That's what I mean. It's so much harder for a parent to do this by themselves. Like it's, I take my hat off to you because it is it is a challenge. Um, I did my latest off from I think it was eleven upwards in a special school. Um, to I was eighteen and. Like, I'll say it again, like, I wouldn't be where I am, and I, they pushed me to the ultimate level to be where I am today with my learning and the ability to learn and to give me the tools to continue to learn. So I understand, like, it must be, like, a very draining thing for a parent to have to try and fight for because, you know, you've got other kids, but, you know, you're trying to do it. A lot of your attention would go into just trying to sort this out and organise this. Yep. Do any of the other kids, I guess, feel feel the pinch, or do they? Um, because obviously Ashton's got a younger younger brother and then a younger sister as well. Do the other two kids kind of get jealous? Well, definitely. He has has always been jealous. Hmm. He's he's a he's a big 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 jealous little boy and I, I do try to even out obviously even out all the attention like it's not always all on ash and or always on or always on ash. yeah i do even out like, i try like, i try to take one boy out to the park and stuff so it's just the one-on-one time with us and then the next time it'll be the next boy and stuff like that so we but um even before Ashton was diagnosed or anything, he has always been a real big jealous boy. Yeah. And um, she can't. Be, I don't think she can get jealous at the moment because she's only not even a year old. But <laughs> oh, welcome. I think yeah, that's a hard thing as a parent. Like you've got a kid that needs around the clock attention. Um. And then when you try and divide that, it's so hard because it just uh, it can elevate like obviously his behaviour. I don't. I'm speaking out of situations I've been in myself. Um, yeah. But I think dividing that attention like could cause behaviours, and obviously you're trying yep. to keep the household somewhat, you know, intact. orderly. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like it'd be hard, like trying to Very divide hard. the detention. Uh, 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 yeah, it'd be hard to try and divide the attention between the kids. And I could see where a kid comes from too. Like, obviously as a kid, like, all you want is to spend time with your parents and 
Exactly, yeah. Obviously, there's going to be some jealousy issues with some kids, but you, they understand. But when you have that special needs child who does need that a lot more attention, yeah, it does a lot hard, harder to... Um, that Ashton has these issues. Yeah. But he... I don't think he understands to a point where he needs... Ash needs a lot more attention than what I can give him sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I'm, I'm glad that you've got a support system within your friends and family and I think that's a big important thing to have because it, it can yeah. be a very draining um, situation for a parent and for anybody really and obviously you try and do your best and you know sometimes your best to other people isn't good enough and but as long as you just keep trying and I guess that's all you can do and I would love to um email or get in contact with some of the special schools here and let's have a chat to someone from there like about like what because what is the criteria yeah like, why is it easy for kids to get some kids to get in and some kids not? Like, that's two people I know now that had to fight just to get into a special school to give yeah. their kids the best opportunity. Like, shouldn't be that hard. Mm. Obviously, you wouldn't do that without your permission. But oh, if if you think you could help out, I'd, I'd absolutely love it. Because you you can't get it a um education on two hours a day at school. No, you can't. No. You you cannot. He can't do that for the rest of his life. I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, and I know that it can be hard for, you know, parents to talk up, and I'm sure that it has a strain on yourself on da- yeah. some days, and you struggle with oh, the behaviours and, you know, trying to do everything you can as a mother, not only for one child but for all your kids. You see Ashton's future as a bright one? I hope so because he's always he's a, he's a smart little kid like he's so clue he's just such a smart little boy like he knows what he he's saying he always wants to be a police officer and and I've always told him like honey you can be whatever you want to be but you've got to try in school you got you you can't you're not going to go you're not going to be a police officer or anything if you can't if you can't, um, don't go to school and stuff so we try and encourage him to go to school so he can have a good education so he can get a good job out there. Well, I think that's awesome but, that he wants to be... Like, already knows what he wants to try yeah, to do. That's good. And, and, but do you know the funny thing? Without the right learning, he's got little chance to succeed, like, to achieve his dreams. And exactly. I think that, like, it, as, as I said before, it shouldn't be that hard to be able to access help for him to have... Best opportunities. Best opportunities that are available to him. Yeah, for to help with his future. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's sad. It really does break my heart because I know what it's like to um, struggle with learning. And I know what it's like to struggle with anger and processing everything and having having to learn that myself. And um, a lot of the things I didn't learn till I was out of school, but I wouldn't have had the tools to learn things without having teachers that helped me understand everything. Um, it's like anything, we'd all be potatoes if we didn't go to school at, at some point. So I think that being in school is a major thing, and if you're not getting the right supports, 
that you're mainstream. And the biggest sign that I would have is if you couldn't attend a normal school full time, then hit obviously there's something wrong. Hmm. Exactly. Um, and obviously there needs to be something there. So, um, but definitely, like, I'll chase up what I can on my lunch breaks and pass it on. But um, we'll have to get you back on the podcast for a follow up. Once we're going to try and yeah. do something on our end. Yeah, because definitely, I, think yeah. I think it's important, if, definitely, if we can help and um, make a bit of noise, then we'll make a bit of noise um, to get Ashton the right support and everything that, you know, will give him the best opportunities for his future, and I think that's the most important thing here. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, oh, thank sh- you for me on. good no glitches we were just saying before i turned the microphones on it's um I'll dm you in the two DM. two glitches that's pretty good hey yeah. none would be great but hey <laughs> um but that was lauren's story thank you again lauren for coming in and um sharing that with us and that was the podcast for sunday the 14th of the first don't forget it is national um supper day that's what it says on Facebook, mate. I can't. Hey, Bert, you want to come over for a cup of tea and a scone with a bit of marmalade? <laughs> but no, today I encourage you to um, invite your friends over, um, have those Or even if you don't have the time for that, um, simple question that um, obviously I do with my mates is ring them and see how they're doing. And, you know, sometimes it takes you to ask them twice. Hmm. It's, um, you know, uh, this week I found out one of my mates didn't want to call me because he was going through his own own stuff and um, I knew that I was, you know, dealing with my own stuff so he just thought it was easier to be quiet and, you know, the biggest thing is like, no matter what I'm going through, I'd always want my mates to call me. That's it. That's it, no matter what. You never what. know what someone's facing and they could have everything else in line but... It could all just be just having inner demon struggles and um, takes more than one person to fight the black dog. Mm. That's for sure. That's it. Um, and like we said today in um, our live on Facebook, it, everyone that everyone that talks, not just on our podcast, but in general, every everybody that talks and, and gets their, I guess, gets it all out and has that discussion with the person that they, they're, they're confident, I guess, um, you should be very proud of yourselves because you've taken the first step. Mm. Um, you know, and mental health is anyone's anyone's mental health is precious, right? And you deal with it all in your own way. But the easiest way to do it is make sure that you talk to somebody um, and get it off your chest. You and I do it to each other all the time. Mm. If we're um, feeling down, we'll have that yarn and touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> play that thing again if you want um but no thank you all for downloading um the podcast uh we will be back next sunday you'll be here on time this time eh? i'll try mate sorry (laughs) and if you want to provide us any feedback the scott and dry show please don't hesitate to message us yeah contact us directly we love all the feedback yes i hope you all 
all of you have a wonderful weekend. Good and, luck this and week. Even, even better week. That's it. And good luck this week on the new job, mate. Want to hear all about it next week? Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, I might probably fall asleep in the chair next week with all this <laughs> labour stuff, but she should be right. Yeah. All right, guys. Enjoy. Have a great week. See you next Sunday. See you later. Thanks for downloading the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Listen to the boys live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click listen live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.